What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the NS9 Post Game Show here on a wonderful Sunday afternoon. I am Jim. With me is Doug. Doug, the Pirates, take a, take a game. It was a good game. Four to one yeah. victory over the Brewers today. You're right. You, you, anytime you get a victory like this, you have to get happy. You've got great starting pitching. You've got you, the relief pitching was, you know, Holderman was fine, and Majinski could have gotten out of it without a run. You got three hits from your exciting prospect. You got a pinch hit home run from your uh, probably most important player at this point, right? The guy that's extended for eight years. You, you, you do not want to see start regressing in the first year of an eight year deal. Um, yeah, it was, it's it's a good win. Uh, you took two of four, so close to taking three out of four in Milwaukee, which has been a just house of horrors for us. Yeah. Yeah. In a vacuum, this was a terrific, terrific game. Yeah. Good, good win. Um, let's start with Johan Oviedo. Uh, he has had his documented first inning woes, you know, this entire season. One of the worst pitchers in the league in the first inning. But when he, um, is not in the first inning. He's been a really good pitcher. And so I want to say today he gets out of the first inning, you know, easy one, two, three inning. Uh, but, he just complete, just completely locked in. This is now three straight games from Johan Oviedo where he gives up one run or less. One run or less in four of his last five starts, but and seven 11, innings. 11 games this year. He's pitched 23 games in 11 of them. He's given up one run, run or less. Yep. Um, so he goes he seven innings today. And haven't pitched the sixth inning. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he goes seven innings today, gives up only two hits, only three walks, strikes out six. The ERA now down to a uh, low, a, a pitching staff low of 4.18. He has now been better. He's been better than Mitch Keller, um, just from a pure number standpoint. Uh, and this is the Pirates' third win in a row uh, in a Johan Oviedo start. So, just an incredible performance from him. I, I want to talk about him because, you know, when you when we acquired him last year, you saw the stuff and you saw the potential, but it was just way too inconsistent, right? Uh, the cam- command was all over the place. He was walking a lot of batters, but there was still some intrigue there. I feel like today, this, this season, really in general, you mentioned the 11 starts of one run or less. He's really taken a step forward. Um, and And I think... Maybe a month or two ago, if we were talking about like what a 2024 rotation looks like, I don't know if Oviedo's name is necessarily uh, on that list, you know, in ink. Uh, but now at this point, like Johan Oviedo is a starting pitcher for the 2024 Pittsburgh Pirates. I don't really think there's a question about it. Absolutely. I mean, he again, right now, you could make an argument that he's the best starting pitcher on the Right? Just just today, I'm not saying that you know overall, but he's had a pretty good season 
Um, he's definitely been inconsistent, but the same could be said for Mitch Keller, right? Um, he, he's now strung three good starts in a row. He, he's won three games in a row on a team that loses two out of three. Uh, you know, he, he, he doesn't get a lot of offensive support, uh, and that's uh, you know, a problem for all the starters. But, yeah, I, I'm here to say that North Shore 9 and all the co-hosts need to stop trying to put him into the bullpen because that's what we've been doing since we acquired him last year. We talked about what a great bullpen pitcher would be. Right now, he is the starter. I mean, him and Keller are, are the starters, the only two starters right now that I, I feel confident for next season. Um, you know, hopefully some of these other guys can get things figured out. But, you know, as I see it now, we've got two starters going into the 2024 season. And, you know, what do they do with schemes and the service time manipulation, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, yeah, he, he was outstanding. He's had a lot of really good starts. I mean, 11, 11 of those starts. And, you know, I mean, he had that start against Boston where he gave up five runs in the first inning and then was lights out and got the win. Um, he, He's been pretty good. The ERA down to 4.18. The whip is 1.3. Um, he, he's, yeah, and, and you see growth. Uh, on a team where we're not seeing progression, he hasn't seemed to have lost his velocity, you know, and, yeah. and he's growing. Um, and we don't have that. We, you know, we bring guys up and they just get worse. So you mentioned the velocity. Yeah, kind of across the board, you're seeing velocities down, but it doesn't really seem that way with Oviedo. He hit 97 today a few times on both his four-seamer and his sinker. Um, just great stuff overall. 50% whiff rate on his slider today. Um, he had five whiffs on the, on the four-seamer. Uh, just not a lot of hard contact off of him either. Average exit velocity off of him today was 80.7. You, you, you go through an entire start and hitters are only hitting the ball 80 miles an hour off of you, like you're going to have a lot of success. So outstanding start from Johan Oviedo maybe not his best of the year but it's it's up there with it's like the top, right. top, you know two or three starts of the season yeah yeah it, it's it's an encouraging encouraging start I mean he handled Yelich really well somebody we haven't been able to get out the whole series he, he just he looked in complete, complete command he's got the frame you know he's got the velocity I and mean, he looks like he could be a guy that gives you seven innings on a consistent basis and, and could probably give you more but you know, today's baseball won't allow it. But, um, yeah, it, it, again, he can get through his first inning woes and, and just uh, maintain his, you know, keep his emotions in check. I think I think he could be a pretty good starter. Yeah. Um, let's, yeah, just outstanding start. We'll talk about the rest of the bullpen later on, but I do want to touch on the offense. The lineup came out today, and you look at it, and you're like, okay, Palacios leading off again. No Andrew McCutcheon. No Brian Reynolds. You've got Alfonso Rivas hitting third. Uh, yeah. You look at you looked at this lineup, and you probably didn't have a ton of faith going into today, uh, and especially the beginning of the game. I mean, Brandon Woodruff came out. I think it was strikeout, 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 strikeout. So yeah. uh, you know, halfway through the second inning, and you're basically like, this game is. This is going to be a long game, and it's not going to be a long game in the good kind of way. Um, but the Pirates were able to get to Brandon Woodruff a little bit eventually. Uh, it started off in the third inning with uh, with Andy Rodriguez. Andy Rodriguez with his first at bat of the game, um, inside pitch, he pulls his hands in, gets the barrel to the ball, and he drives it 
into the right field, uh, right field bleacher. So Andy Rodriguez, second home run of the, of the season. He now leads all pirates catchers and home runs <laughs> with two. two he's responsible runs. for half of them now, right? Half yeah, the home 40, runs. 49 at bats into his career. And he has surpassed Austin hedges in <laughs> home runs. So. Uh, but really, really great game from Endy. That was the start of it, the home run. He, like I said, got the Pirates on the board there. Uh, but then he also lays down a perfect bunt single against the uh, against the shift uh, in his second at bat. And then another single in his third at bat. He's three for four. His first three-hit game of his career. Um, all around, really nice, really nice game from Endy Rodriguez. Yeah, he, he just looks like he can hit, right? I mean, I know he hasn't lit the world on fire here to start but man those are just beautiful swings and, and, and good at bats and just smart they're putting that bunt down and how many guys have we watched try to put bunts down this year and have been unable to do it uh guys that you've expected a little bit more from more of the uh, slap and uh, you know slap hitters that sort of thing and he puts that just beautiful down you know first base easy uh, and then gets another single um just he just he's a dynamic athlete and you can see it you can see it even as he fails that you know there's just something there mm-hmm. um, so yeah i'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do the rest of the season yeah um yeah a- excellent game his, his best best we've seen him probably since his call up honestly um mm-hmm. on top of that not a whole lot offensively but they they were aided with the long ball today so one of the things that we kind of harp on is this team isn't good enough to just string hits together. And if they're not hitting the ball over the fence, they're in trouble. Well, today they didn't really string anything together, but they were able to get that ball over the fence. So we talked about the Endy home run, um, Connor Joe right after that in the fourth inning, uh, hits his eighth home run of the season, just kind of scraped over that left field wall. Um, but that gave the pirates a two to nothing lead. Uh, and then the big hit to kind of put the game out of reach, uh, Brian Reynolds pinch hit two run homer uh, in the eighth inning uh, to give the Pirates a four to nothing lead. Um, Reynolds got all of that ball. Yeah, he he crushed it. Uh, it's nice. It was nice to see. You know, we got, we got a home run from the upcoming prospect that we have high hopes for, and we got a home run from you know a solid role player type guy, and then. Again, our big guy, the guy that uh, we probably need more than anybody else to produce, and he did, he just crushed it. He's had a, he had a great series. Um, he looks like he's come out of his funk a little. And it, again, you know, with what's left of the season, you would just love to see him finish it off. Just just crush it for the next you know two months and, and kind of you know uh, calm our nerves a little bit about you know going into the offseason. Yeah, and I, and I think the way that Brian Reynolds finishes this season is a is a big part of you know how we feel about this team at the end of the year, right? There's they they still have time. They have about two months here to really shape our opinions on the 2023 Pirates and to give us maybe a little bit of optimism heading into 2024. And Brian Reynolds finishing the year strong, like the Brian Reynolds that we know and want to see. Uh, that would go a long way to kind of just our overall thoughts on the season and, and how we're how we go into 2024. I do want to say Brian Reynolds coming into today um, since July 21st. That's when he started that, you know, that 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 yeah, streak that he's on. Hit streak, a little hit streak, yeah. 
But yeah, like since July 21st, 317 average, 349 on base percentage, 533 slugging, five home runs now uh, since July 21st. So yeah, he's starting to come around. You're seeing some pretty good baseball out of him for the last two plus weeks. And yeah, if he can if he can keep this up, I think you 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 think that Brian Reynolds okay. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. We should be in a good shape. Yeah. You know, give us the hit ten more home runs, whatever, and and right, we won't be like, oh no, has, has he, you know, been so dragged down by pirates, <laughs> poor yep. coaching, lack of development, uh, losing environment. That oh no, you know, right. I mean, all that's left for this season is to show us that there's some sort of hope for 2024. And that means Andy Henry. Cruz come back and look healthy. I don't care if he produces, just look healthy. Um, you know, Brian Reynolds, it'd be nice to see for Brian Hayes. Um, do some, but those are the guys, you know, Sawinski. I, yep. I think today was Sawinski's 51st or 52nd hitless game. I, I know, you know, those overall en- en- ending numbers look fine. He is the best hitter on the team, but that's a, that's a lot of games where you get nothing. So. Yeah, I mean, he's on one of those skids again, um, 0 for 3 today, which means he's 0 for 17 now in the month of August. Um, you just need to see more consistency out of him. You look at the overall body of work and you and you think, hey, this this guy's got something. But you watch him on a day-in and day-out basis, and it's it, he's just so frustrating. You're more frustrated, right. If you watch him every day like we do, you don't have a lot of faith in no. Yeah, right. If you were, you know, if you took some Kansas City Royal fan and look at his numbers, you say, oh man, this guy's good. But, but it's not what we're seeing on a day to day, game to game basis. I like, he has improved from last year. Um, so it, he seems to be a good kid, hard worker. So hopefully he can continue to stay, take steps forward. But, but if he's going to be out there every day, we, we, we can't have these just long, long stretches. It's just too much. Yeah, I'm not quite ready to give up on him because, like you said, like you, there is clear improvement from last season. Um, it's just the consistency is completely lacking, and and they need him to show just some sort of level of consistency. Uh, or, yeah, you look at his Fangraphs page, and it's like, okay, this guy looks like it's a valuable guy, but Jack Swinski hasn't really been valuable to this team. <laughs> Outside of like a handful of games. That's exactly, you know, uh, 25 games maybe. It seems like where he's done all his damage. Um, It's nice when it happens, but that's what you look for from, you know, the guy playing second base batting ninth, right? Mm -hmm. Not a a power position, uh, core core player. You know, we expect more. Um, Yeah, he's he's got to do better. It, It just, again, it makes me, I know it's post game show, but man, our coaching staff is just doesn't seem to be helping anybody. Um, and it seems like you've got a willing people and a guy that's willing to put in the work, and it just doesn't, you know, absolutely nothing to help them. I mean, you know, again, I don't want to go off on that rant, but I'd like to see new coaches next year. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, I, new pitching coach. I think we can kind of all agree that you know, new coaches. Um, especially hitting coaches. And I'm not saying like, this is all the, I think hitting coaches get a lot of the blame when things are going wrong. Uh, And, you know, 
sometimes you have to just look at the lineup and say these guys aren't doing what they need to do. You know, one through six, we talked about one through six yesterday. One through six went 0 for 23 yesterday. One through six today, two, four, 22. So, like, and and racking up a lot of strikeouts. Key Brian Hayes, 0 for 4 with two strikeouts. Swinsky, 0 for 3 with the strikeout. Henry Davis, 0 for 4 with two strikeouts. Palacios, 0 for 4 with two strikeouts. Um, just, just a pretty poor performance again by the guys that you need to hit. Um, no, the guys that are supposed to generate your offense. Right. Yeah. And luckily, luckily it was Andy Rodriguez, Brian Reynolds, Connor Joe. Like it was three hits today. That was the difference in today's game because outside of those home runs, nothing else happened. Yeah, I kind of wish that they would just. And again, uh, Reynolds and McCutcheon didn't play, but I understand that Andy hasn't exactly looked like the number three hitter at this point. But this, it's about growing this team. I'm ready. Just put Clutch at leadoff. He still gets on base. Matt Reynolds second, put Andy third, put Henry Davis fourth. When Cruz comes back, put him somewhere in that mix. And and let these guys grow into these roles. Because putting Josh Palacios and Revis and I mean, how much are you counting on them for your future? I'm not counting on them at all. If they contribute exactly. I mean, if Connor Joe is the fourth, you know, the 26th man on the roster, that's fine. That's fine. But I'm I'm not expecting any great things out of him. Uh, Palacios, yep. you know, can compete with him for the 20 spits on the roster and Revis as well. Um, they're not the guys that are going to lead this thing forward. So why aren't they batting seventh, eighth, and ninth? I would just assume get these. I mean, again, it's not like you're putting in these great hitters. You're putting in Palacios and, uh, you know, Revis. You, you mean to tell me you expect more out of Revis than you do Andy Rodriguez? I mean, and he, Andy seems like a guy to me that will rise to a challenge, right? That he, he it's at this point, let's just let's put our best, most talented guys up there and see what happens. And I think the biggest point that you made there is you want to give your young guys who have a future with this team just as many opportunities as possible, right? Um, when you when you bat Josh Palacios first and you bat Alfonso Rivas third and you bat Connor Joe second, you are purposely giving those guys more opportunities than Andy Rodriguez. You're giving them more opportunities than Henry Davis. You're giving them more opportunities than Leo Verpiguero. Guys who may actually have a future on this team, you're giving just stop gaps more opportunities than those guys. And I, I get like you can there's also the argument you could say, Hey, like you want to ease these guys into the majors, make sure they're comfortable. And I get that, but I think just giving them an extra bat would, would be, be better. Like the number one hitter is going to have more at bats than the number nine hitter or the number eight hitter, or the number seven hitter. So the guys who you want to, the guys who you want to see get plate appearances should be towards the top of the lineup. Right. Right. I, I want as many advances as possible for these guys. As many opportunities, as many situations, you know, all, all that stuff. And and their future. If if you if we have any hope of you know, because you don't expect the pirates to go out and make a, a big signing. We we listen to Bob Nunning say he'll spend when it's time for a dozen years and then watch him not spend when it's time. So yeah. um, we don't have a lot of faith in Sherrington to bring in 
uh, you know, acquire good talent, really, and, and then develop it. So, I mean, these are your guys. These are your horses going forward. And, again, it's time. It is It is time. They've been here. They've been up long enough now. Um, yep. You know, I think most of the time we'll tell you the lineup doesn't really matter and, and all that sort of thing. But it does as far as giving them opportunity. And, and, and that's really what we're looking for. I, I just want to see them getting as many at bats, many play appearances as possible in as many different situations as possible. Yep. You have anything else to add on the offense? Like I said, it was it was three no. hits pretty much. The, no, that... it, 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 right. It, it highlights, you know, where this team – right. We can't string hits together, so we have to get the ball over the fence. Um, yep. When we do, good things yeah, and again, like that's kind of where we're at right now. When when the power shows up, this team's this team looks decent because yeah. when the power shows up, they have they have good enough approaches that a lot of times those home runs are multi-run homers because they do get people on base with all the walks that they yeah. get. But the power is just so few and far between that. Yeah, it, it's frustrating at times. So. Uh, today, three homers, one two-run homer, two solo shots. And that was the, that was all the scoring. Uh, so that was uh, that was nice to see today. Um, heading back to the pitching, we talked about Oviedo. Uh, let's just touch on on the on the bullpen guys. Colin Holderman comes in in the eighth inning. Uh, at that point, it was four to nothing. Uh, he comes in, pitches a scoreless frame, his ninth straight scoreless outing uh, for Colin Holderman. He looked really good. He has looked pretty impressive since coming back from the IL. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're beginning to start thinking that maybe his struggles were physically related. You know, so yeah. I mean, that's what we need. We need him to be right. We need him to be an eighth inning, a, a viable, reliable eighth inning guy, and that's what he's looked like since he's come back. Yeah. So really, really good outing from him. He hit 100 miles per hour on the gun. Um, you know, at least one time. But 12 pitches, seven strikes. He gets a strikeout. ERA down to 3.29 on the season. Uh, and then Carmen Majinski came in for the ninth. Wasn't a save opportunity, so no Bednar. So Majinski comes in, gets into a little bit of trouble, uh, gives up a run, but it's unearned. Um, Leover Pagaro made an error. Key Brian Hayes made an I, I guess Pagueros wasn't technically an error. Technically an error, but it was an error, uh, right? <laughs> and Brian Hayes makes an error with two outs in the inning that you know that would have ended the game. His Key Brian Hayes' first error in like a hundred and two games or something like that. I, I, I don't I don't know. The way they said that it, it's his first he hasn't made a fielding error, but he's made some throwing errors. Okay. I, gotcha. I think I, I think that's how that was phrased or how okay. it but it was just Hayes' fourth error of the season, and luckily it didn't cost the Pirates too much. Like I said, it gave up a run, but at that point they had a four-run lead. But Majinski gets out of that ninth inning. Uh, I thought they may bring in Bednar there. They, yeah, he was warming was up, and it was a safe situation, but uh, they decided against it. He had pitched two straight games, I believe. Yeah. And I think he pitched in that first one, I think he pitched like 30 pitches or something. Yeah, so, so he, give him the day off, get him rested up for this Brave series, which – they probably won't ever use them for. So. No, I don't see a lot of save opportunities. Spencer Strider pitching tomorrow. So. You don't see save opportunities coming up against the Braves, Doug? Well, last year I went to a four-game series in Atlanta, and uh, we lost all four. So you know, Spencer Strider just motored everybody. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an unfair 
competition on meat flavor Braves. <laughs> I'll say this. Um, I don't know if anybody's paid that much attention to the Braves, but holy crap, like their lineup is just so impressive. Tomorrow when you watch that game and those stats pop up in the corner, right, you're just going to get more and more depressed. You're like, oh, I mean, a lineup is supposed to look there are multiple guys on this team that like are in MVP conversation. Oh, right, right. Like Ronald Acuna Jr., Matt Olson, right. Sean Murphy, Austin Riley's having a hell of a year. Right. All, all of these having like this this lineup isn't even fair. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean it's just you know, we're so used to, you know, five through nine, four through nine being terrible. And, and then we look at, you know, like Ozzy Alves batting seventh or something. <laughs> Yeah, so the Pirates are going to have to be on tomorrow. Um, it's a pretty even pitching matchup, like you said, Spencer Strider against uh, Osvaldo Vito. Yeah, yeah, it's a clash of the Titans. Yeah, yeah. So, um, fifteen strikeouts, eighteen strikeouts for the Pirates tomorrow. I don't even want to know. That is interesting. I'm I'm curious to see what that strikeout over under total is going to be tomorrow. <laughs> Take me over. <laughs> Spencer Schrider has 208 strikeouts on the season. Um, he, he and it's August. Picks, but, yeah. like, how many say he has 200 how many? 208. Yeah, he, he will surpass 220 tomorrow. <laughs> so probably by the fourth inning. Yeah, that's uh, – let's see what happens. Hey, anything could happen. It's baseball. Yeah, right. It's baseball. And, you know, Guido can go eight shutouts tomorrow. You never know. There we go. I don't know if that could happen. Maybe anything can't happen. <laughs> but I think that'll do it for here. Again, Pirates win four to one. They split the series in Milwaukee. Uh, we will be on, uh, Donardo and me will be on tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. sharp ish for Starbucks. So make sure you, uh, you pop in for that. Uh, and then we'll have the post game show tomorrow after the Pirates uh, defeat Spencer Strider. Uh, despite his 20k performance go buy some of our merch i'd be wearing mine now but it's, it's still in route so there you go speaking of doug doug go ahead with the with the plug ns9 merch store there's two more days where everything's 20 percent off so if you want to if you want to hop on that i know uh bucko mike's been complaining about the cost of the hoodies <laughs> bucko mike it's a hoodie that's how much hoodies cost right. and you can get 20 percent off today and tomorrow so remember today's, yeah today's the day bucko mike all right, guys. Uh, again, Pirates win four to one. Thanks a lot for uh, for joining. We will be back tomorrow morning with uh, Starbucks. See you all. See you guys. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.